Welcome back to another episode of X's and Opinions, a WSOU podcast. Joe Morales, Alyssa Martinez-Tovar, and David Holtzman here with you. It's Monday. The NFL season is in full swing. we got a Monday night football game tonight. We'll preview that and also go over our predictions as to who will win each of the divisions and hold the wildcard spots in both the AFC and the NFC. But, guys, football season is back. The Giants game was last night. I was there. It was an electric crowd. It was a blue out. It was so much fun. But football season, to me, is always, like, a sign of, like, the changing times, where the summer gives way to fall. And I never liked it as a kid growing up, going to school and whatnot. But coming to college is a completely different experience the fall. I can actually stand up and enjoy it because I enjoy my classes now. I enjoy being at school. So the fall to me is a completely different mindset in my opinion. So I love it now. I love when football season starts. Are you guys like still in summer mode? Are we still getting ready for fall? What are we thinking here? There is there is a vast feeling of anticipation at the moment when summer ends and you're just when the leaves begin to brown and the Yankees haven't yet imploded you know they're going to implode (laughs) but they haven't yet imploded and it looks as if for the first time in 10 seasons the New York Jets can make the playoffs and you're not yet at that late season disappointment and it looks like the Giants can win a division and you're not yet at the stage where they're going to have to settle for a wild card it's anticipation and that is why I love the beginning of fall yeah, same thing. I love it. Like, especially what you said when it's like it's summer, it's fall. And like when you said you were younger, it's like, I don't really want to go back to school. But then like here, it's so it's so much fun, especially with like football culture. Now it's like people are wearing their jerseys on Mondays and Thursdays. And then like people are giving each other different looks because it's like, oh, you got an Eagles. Oh, you got a Giants. I think it's really fun. I really like it. Uh, football season always been super, super exciting for me. Um, I think what David said, too, it's just the anticipation with all these teams just getting, I guess, better, making trades here and there. It's just like you just can't wait to like watch what happens on TV. Absolutely, and you had the whole summer of training camp that kind of prepared you for this. And David, we're going to get to this in a little bit, but the Giants winning the division? That's an interesting take. We'll touch on that in a bit because I want to start with the other New York football team first, the Jets. They take on the Bills tonight at MetLife. It's part of that MetLife doubleheader. It's the first time I've seen that in a while. I'm not really sure when the last time they had done that, but um, it's a MetLife doubleheader. So they get the Bills. It's the Aaron Rodgers debut for the Jets, and it's a new-look Jet team, too. They bring over all these assets from Green Bay, of course, the big one being Aaron Rodgers. It looks like Brees Hall is trending towards playing, and it's really going to show you tonight that when the New York Jets are fully healthy, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And it's unfortunate that they're in a really tough division. I think Buffalo is really good, and spoiler, they're probably going to win that division. Miami is a really solid squad that will have playoff aspirations. New England will be good enough to be mediocre. They'll always be that annoying little brother poking at your side, especially if the Jets, and especially, excuse me, if it's against the Jets and it's Belichick who just continues to grab games against them whenever he can. So it's going to be an interesting year in the AFC East. But the Jets, though, David and Alyssa, I have high hopes for them. I can see them winning 11, 12, maybe even 13 games if everything goes right. This is a brand new era in Jets football. And if you're a Jet fan, you should be over the over the top thrilled that they're uh, this offseason had them turn out like this. I haven't been this thrilled against the Jets since Mark Sanchez's rookie year. Um, I and you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's saying a lot or if that's a long a time. It's a long time ago. Um, I thought the Jets were a playoff team last year until the Brees Hall injury, where they were 5-2, and two, and you had that running game, and the team wasn't resting entirely on the shoulders of Zach Wilson, 
who it turned out his shoulders just were not broad enough. Um, <laughs> with Brees Hall back with the running game, with Dalvin Cook building on that running game, with a defense that only has more experience, that is sharpening in practice against perhaps the greatest living quarterback in the league, you can make the case that Aaron Rodgers is number one, but he's up there. We all know he's up there. And, of course, with Aaron Rodgers coming to the team, the New York Jets, I would, be, I would not be surprised if they went 14-3. and three. I would be surprised if they came out of the season with less than 11 wins. The Jets are firing on all cylinders. You can see that. I mean, you have to watch hard knocks. Um, the New York Jets are a, a steamroller. And you have an elite defense. I, I want to walk through the depth chart at some point. You have an elite defense. You have a running game that, even if it's not elite, because you don't have an, an elite offensive line, that's the one hole. You have a running game that is powerful. And you have excellent receivers, offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. And you have the general, Aaron Rodgers, calling snaps. Alyssa? I think... I think the Jets, they're, they're going to go somewhere. And I think a lot of Jets fans, I got a lot of Jets fans back home, I think they're getting Aaron Rodgers is the biggest hype ever. But the shocking thing would be is that they don't have the chemistry because that's what happens with teams. Teams, you have good players here, good players there, you have a good coach. But then when you can't get all your players to connect – What's what's gonna happen? That's gonna be the biggest shock. Ever. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Like they bring over Randall Cobb, they bring over I'm blanking on his name Lazard. also. Lazard, thank you. The other receiver <laughs> Lazard. They bring over two of Aaron Rodgers' best buddies. Chemistry to me is not the thing that's gonna ruin this team. I think that Aaron Rodgers being in his high thirties could be one of the things that is the downfall of this team. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Because it's 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 highly unlikely that Aaron Rodgers over the course of this 18-week NFL season is going to de- deteriorate and not be able to carry this offense. I think he will. But him being that old, and with the weapons he has being that old, aside from the running game with Brees Hall, it's reason to be a little worrisome. And I'm not going to say that everything's going to go perfect for the Jets. I agree with you, David. They're probably going to win uh, 12, 13 at games, least, maybe. At least 12. Right. At the, least 12. They're going to do something like that. At least 12. But you have to also have this little thought in the back of your head that the Jets could really take a spiral late in the season, almost similar to what happened last year. Don't forget, they ended last year on a six-game losing streak. You're right. They looked destined for the playoffs. They were also 7-4 and four at one point. So the Jets have this little thing going on in the back of their, at least the fans, in the back of their head, like, this could spiral really quickly. Not to speak it into existence, Dob. I don't want to do that to you. But it's very, <laughs> very possible. things are just, like, too good to be true. When it seems so high for it, then it's like, you, you kind of have to have that thought. Because if you don't have that thought in the back of your head, you're just like, when it happens, if it, if it will happen, we're not speaking into existence. But if it does happen, then it's just, it just destroyed. Right. All and, just destroyed. And they, realistically, they can't go 8-9 or 9-8. Number one, that doesn't make the playoffs. But two, that's one of the two years of Aaron Rodgers the Jets have out the window. This is not a long, or a, excuse me, a prolonged like playoff window the Jets have. This is a one or two year deal. They need to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. Anything short of an AFC title game this year is a total failure in my opinion. That That's a take. Certainly, I, I agree, if the Jets come out of the season with eight or nine wins, I will personally lead the Occupy MetLife movement. (laughs) (laughs) I will personally be number one. I will chain myself to the 50-yard line. Um, Nothing to attack, (laughs) of course. Um, 
on on Alyssa, on your point, I was watching Robert Sala in his press conference earlier today, uh, and he was talking a lot about culture, and he was saying that, and I like this a lot, and I think this is really emblematic about the New York baseball teams in particular, which maybe we'll get to later, but Sala was saying that it's not assets that wins games. It's not players that wins games. You need players, right? You're not going to win a game if you don't have talent out there. But what wins games is what wins games is culture and the way he described it was it was having a positive vibe in your locker room and he was talking about how he spent the last two years kind of and this was a phrase he used not that I used he used the phrase kind of cleaning out the bad apples and making sure that in the locker room there's a winning environment and there's a culture that's about winning um as a New York fan, the fan culture is kind of the closest thing in popular culture I could relate it to is Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. <laughs> yep. um, but certainly emblematic of New York sports is teams that put together great rosters and do miserably. I hope that this is not that season for the New York Jets. Listen, history shows you that like teams like this assembled. I mean, I actually I wouldn't really know the history. I think it's kind of like split in the middle between like teams that have stocked up for for a year or two, and then you know they've played really really well. I think of the Golden State Warriors, for example, bring on Kevin Durant after winning a an NBA title, and then sometimes it just it, it goes to waste and it's it's a complete disaster. And another reason that this this could break apart, I feel bad. I feel like I'm speaking this into existence. I'm really not trying to. I'm just trying to state some facts. The first four games for the Jets, they're hosting Buffalo. They go out to Dallas. They get New England. And then Kansas City comes to town. Is starting 2-2, two and two like, uh, I don't want to say a bad thing, but, like, should they be worried about that? Like, if, if they're 2-2, two and two, how is the New York media going to react? Like, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. I feel like they'd... People just bash them. I don't think I don't think anyone would be happy with that. I don't think anyone would just be like, be a Jets fan and be like, yeah, you know, we're we're two and two now. We'll we'll just pick it up. I think people are expecting them to just not four nose pushing it a little bit. Three and one, at least three and one, because at the end of the day, it's like I feel like if they go even with it with the first four weeks, people are not going to be happy. People are just going to come into shock. But I feel like it's 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 realistic though. It, I'm not saying it's a great thing, but like if David, you're a Jet fan, correct? Yeah. If if I say, hey, the Jets are two and two after week four, are you signing up for it right now? I, yeah, because I know, because because I've looked at the whole Jets schedule, uh-huh. I think I'd honestly be okay with it. I wouldn't be happy, but t- if the Jets come out two and two, that means that they beat two of Buffalo, Dallas, New England, and Kansas yes. City. One of those should be New England. One of them no needs excuses. to be New England. Absolutely, hundred percent. But that's one W over either Buffalo, Dallas, or Kansas City, and that's not that bad. But the truth is, is that the Jets have a really tough schedule this yes. year. This is not an easy. You got Dallas, Kansas. You got a break with Denver. Um, Denver will be a story, and you've got Nathaniel Hackett as Jets offensive coordinator. That's going to be a game, by the way, Dov. The Jets win by 35 game points. Uh, yeah, After what happened be. with Sean Payton, they are going to blow them out on the road. It's going to be a disaster. Go ahead. It, it, it absolutely, absolutely <laughs> should be. And I, I really want to watch Nathaniel Hackett on the sideline. <laughs> I was upset when the Jets hired him because right. I'm like, oh, man, you're making bad decisions. But he was the Rodgers link. you right, got to right, do what it right. takes. Um, then you got the New York Giants, who are, are not a bad team, right? 
we'll get to the Giants. The Giants are not a bad team. Mm. You don't have the best roster in the NFL, but you got some weapons, and you've you've got a track record. Um, Chargers, man, right? You got you know you got Buffalo again. You got some easy games. You got you got Houston. You got Atlanta. I'm not big on Miami this year. Right, but that, that back half of the schedules really it, it, yeah. that that's where they should get fat there. The Commanders. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not big on Houston. Miami. I, really, I'm not big on Miami. You got weapons. Um, you, you know, you got Waddle. You got Hill, but two is like one hit that's away a, from that's retirement. The, that's the issue. I don't know why he's playing games. <laughs> I don't know what doctor is allowing him to be, to play games. Yeah, right. He's he's taken as many hits as. Um, Muhammad Ali, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm not talking down, I, I just don't know how you allow that to happen. No, I, I 100% agree with you, because it, it's not even just he's one hit away, if he goes down at all, the team just does not, I mean, Skylar Thompson played okay last year, but the Miami Dolphins without Tua, what kind of team are we talking about here? If Tua goes down in week three, you know, the Dolphins play at 500 ball, and 500 ball is not going to be good enough to get you into the playoffs in the AFC. So health is there is going to be their biggest uh, kryptonite, I guess you could say. It's going to be yeah. a problem for them. If if they stay healthy, I can see them sneaking in. I don't really, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. Spoiler, I didn't really pick them. But I wouldn't either. I could totally see them winning 10 or 11 games if everything goes right. Maybe, maybe 12. It's a stretch. But they could sneak in as the seventh team in the AFC. It's possible, but everything has to go right, Dobbin. I completely agree with you. And, you know, um, the Bills on that side also of this game, uh, this is a team that went 13-3 and last year. They got that one game because of uh, what happened with uh, the Bengals as well. Um, but this team didn't go away either. This is still the same Bills from last year. Everybody's really hitting them hard this year because, well, they, you know, they can't develop a run game. Uh, they're a one-trick pony, true to some extent. But I think, it, I think, guys, if the Bills can develop their run game, and they can run the ball efficiently, this team is up there with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're the yes. second-best team yes. in the AFC. And if they can develop that run game, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC also if they're not already. They can be dangerous. I, don't, I, I like the Bills. I don't, I don't think I would hate on them. I wouldn't say anything. I think I agree exactly with everything you said. If, if, not that if they learn how to run the ball, if they're just consistent with it. I completely have it written down that they they will be almost as good as the Chiefs, and I feel like that is a Super Bowl that everyone needs to see. But they got to get their stuff together because if you can't run the ball, you, you can you can only do so much, and then consistently. Because even when people say they're a one trick pony, it's like yeah, you can do that a few times. Yeah, you can do that here, there, in this game, that game. But it's like if you do it consistently, that's when people start to get scared of you, and then that's when. The pressure's higher on people, and I think I think they are gonna go. I think they're gonna go a long way. David, expectations for the Bills this year? I've been expecting the Bills to win a Super Bowl for ever since Josh Allen entered the league. I think he is one of the two or three best, one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. He's mobile. He has an elite arm. He's you know goes without saying that he's he's accurate. I don't understand how the Bills don't have a Super Bowl. That's that's the thing. You 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 almost see this team and you're just like, how how is it? How how are we not making it? How are we not doing this? But then it's like consistency. It has to. It all has to come down to one thing on why teams don't do this, why teams don't make this. But if you don't have the consistency, you can be good. You can have a, a great QB. You can have great running backs. You can have great everything. But it, you got to put it all in motion every single week, every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever, every single game. And I feel like if that's what they do, they're gonna get there. 
And and I'm I'm hoping. I'm kind of hoping for it. I'm not a Bills fan, but I would like to see them be in the Super Bowl. I think 13 wins for them is the minimum. And we'll transition to this now because we'll start with the AFC East. I have the Bills rid of the AFC East. Um, it'll be close with the Jets, I think. I think it'll come down to these head-to-head games. And that's why week one for the Jets is so important. If they can take the home game at least, that is a huge step towards winning the AFC East, excuse me, which has been the Buffalo Bills for quite some time now. I don't want this to drag on, so I think I'm just gonna. I think what we'll do is we'll go rapid fire for the AFC at least that we can take note and, and go back and forth on. And if we disagree at all, so I'll start in the AFC East. I'll take the Buffalo Bills. The AFC North. I'll go with the Bengals. The AFC South is the Jaguars. And the AFC West will be the Chiefs. These are not, you know, the 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 hot picks that everybody likes. And I know I saw some predictions saying that the the the, the I keep calling them San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, um, finally take over the Chiefs in the in the AFC West. That's their division to lose until they do so. So I think the divisions in the AFC will be pretty straightforward. My wild card teams, though, the number one wild card team will be the Chargers. After that, I got the Ravens, and the last wild card team will be the Jets. And I think Los Angeles is a very solid squad. They're not coached well at all. One of the worst coaches in the league, in my opinion. And I'm still trying to figure out what Baltimore is. I know they bring in Odell. They're looking healthy. Lamar's got a contract. But I've just never been so high on Baltimore. It's when you, when you have these run-first quarterbacks and guys who, I, I want to compare it to Michael Vick, but you know the quarterbacks that are, are, are known to be guys that can take off and run. I've never really been a fan of them. And then we just talked 20 minutes about the Jets, so I know, um, I know that they'll make the playoffs. So those are my seven AFC playoff teams. I want to hear what you guys have on yours, what you think of mine. Start with Dobbin. Yeah, I... On the division leaders, I'm only going to disagree with you with the AFC East. I think the Jets are going to win the AFC East. Dramatic prediction. <laughs> uh, I do think the Jets are, are going to win the AFC East. Uh, they have a tough schedule, but it's here's the thing. It's so hard to be optimistic about the New York Jets in public. <laughs> it's so hard. You're not used to this, David. Yeah. But <laughs> if, if you assess the Jets from a – Objective, third-party perspective, elite passing game, solid running game, elite defense. You're missing an O-line. The New York Jets, just against everything I believe in, are an elite team. So I'm going to give Jets the AFC East. I agree with you. Bengals, the Bengals haven't stopped. Joe Burrow's a future Super Bowl champion. Um, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, the Jets were like one loss away. It's a shame. Uh, Trevor, but there, there is no competition in the AFC South. I'm sorry. Texans, Colts, Titans are not great teams. AFC West, I am also going to go with the Chiefs over the Chargers simply because the Chiefs have not slowed down. Right. They've given no indication that they have, like, it just seems that they're getting faster over the years. And, yeah, you got that kind of unknown Kelsey injury at the moment, but, you know, that. It's going to smooth over. I was going to say, you guys worried about that? I know our buddy Jackson Shank was a little torn up this morning yeah. with, the, with the Kelsey stuff. But I think it's going to blow over. I think it will take a week or two, honestly. But yeah. I, it's I they did hold him out of that Thursday night game. And I think it's probably wise just to you know give him the first week. We'll see what they do this Sunday. Uh, just to let him completely heal up for the long run. You know what I mean? The good news is that the longer his injury takes, the uh, the less Joe... Joe Matthews is going to be willing to accept for him in fantasy. <laughs> That's very true. That's why I've been um, trying to get him. <laughs> so, <laughs> hopefully he gets well soon. Yeah. Wild card spots. Bills, Dolphins, um, who did I say? In the, and, and, and the Ravens. 
Bill, uh, sorry, you said Bills, Bills Dolphins, and the so Ravens. So you do have the Dolphins making the playoffs. Yeah, because, listen, they're, they're a hit-or-miss team. They're, right. they're either going to connect with the ball or they're not. Tua's either going to be playing or he's not. Um, Waddle's nursing an injury. I don't think that's major either. Right. Um, yeah, I think they can win. But the AFC is not the strongest conference this year. You have a couple of elite teams, and you have everyone else. You don't have Los Angeles making the playoffs. The Rams? No, the Chargers. The, the Chargers? No, no, as as a wild card, yes. I'm yes. sorry. I want to make sure I got this right. You have you have the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Ravens making the wild card. I'm sorry. Did I say the the Chargers? Chargers yes. over the Ravens. Okay, the, so Dolphins, sure. the, Ra- the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Chargers okay. in the wild card. Ra- Ravens are a wild card. Yeah. They are a wild card. You have um, Andrews, the rookie tight ends, looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have J.K. Dobbins on the running game. All right. You have Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but like The Ravens are one of those teams that people have been saying for years should go a lot further than they are, and they haven't. Right. Totally, totally. Listen. Uh, kind of the same thing like you, Joe. Um, I got for the North, I got the Bengals. East, I got the Bills. South, I got the Jaguars. The West, I got Kansas City. I feel like that's just a given. Not pretty like straightforward, yeah. It's pretty, I, that was nothing I really had to think too much about or do a little bit of research on. And then for my wild cards, I've got the Jets, the Ravens, and the Chargers. So we all have pretty much the same teams. The Ravens do, in this X's and Opinions podcast, have <laughs> two out of the three people who are doing it have them in the playoffs. Um, nothing against the... Uh, the the Dolphins. I mean, nothing against the Ravens, but I just think, like you said, the uh, David, the Dolphins are very wild cardy and, and hit or miss. So I kind of have them floating around. It wouldn't shock me if they make it, and it wouldn't shock me if Baltimore, you know, misses out. But I still think Baltimore is the the more well rounded team. So uh, I have them in over that. Let's move over to the uh, to the NFC now. Excuse me. This wasn't as straightforward as I thought it was no, going yeah. to be. No. Like this, when I this s- one was a lot. This right. one I had to take take some time on for a second. Absolutely. And I I heard I heard somebody tell me to say that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. I heard you say Dava the Giants are going to be in contention for the NFC East. I don't they're think in contention. I see. I that doesn't mean they're going to. Right. No. I got you. I got you. But I don't think anybody is going to come close to this mighty Philadelphia Eagles squad. And it's going to be hard to live up to what they did last year. They were fifteen. And two last year, I believe. I think I got that right. They're fifteen and two last year. The thing is, though, with them, I think they're gonna take a game or two back. Maybe they win fourteen games or thirteen games, which should be enough in the NFC East. You lose both your coordinators. That is not an easy thing to get over. I think they have terrific guys within the organization that they promoted, but losing your coordinators is not the 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 best thing to happen to your squad, especially when you build that chemistry together. I think they'll take a minor step back. I still have them winning somewhere from 13 to 14 games and winning the division. So I have the Eagles over there. The NFC North, it's time for the Detroit Lions to take control of the NFC North. I have them winning that division. We'll talk about that in a second. The NFC South, this is also torn. I've seen people say Saints. I've seen people say Falcons. I'm on the Derek Carr train. I'll take the New Orleans Saints down there. They're just the more well-seasoned team down there. Let's call call it like it is. I've also seen somebody say Carolina could shock them and take the division. We'll see how that goes. NFC West, 
I saw the 49ers. That division is not very good. I mean, Seattle will give them a run for their money, but Seattle will be also good enough to be a wild card team. But I think the 49ers will uh will take that they want will take that division. My wild card teams will be the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys and Giants will be very similar. I think the Cowboys take a step back this year. I think the Giants maybe add a game or two, depending on some things if they go right or if they go wrong. I think the Giants take one little step up, but that's why I have my NFC playoff picture. Let me just go over it again. The Eagles, Lions, Saints, and Niners as the division winners, and the Cowboys, Giants, and Seahawks as my wildcard teams. Go ahead, David. So the NFC East, I I said the Giants could win the division. Could. Yes, they could win the division, right? I I, I mean theoretically, like um, I I could also. <laughs> you do a lot win, of things, David. <laughs> win that raffle. For, I could have also won that raffle for Luke Bryan's truck. Right. <laughs> I didn't. The Giants are a good team. Like, like just being honest, you have, I don't think Daniel Jones is an elite quarterback, but he's he's a capable quarterback and he's capable of leading that team. Saquon is an elite an elite running back. Um, hopefully, the Giants sooner or later get an offensive line not enough teams know this it's a hack get an offensive line um, you can improve your running game for all those offensive coordinators mm-hmm. and general managers out there listening to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. x's and opinions offensive <laughs> line it's important underrated uh you know what it is because our generation is the madden generation we yes. grew up playing madden and we don't think about offensive no, line no we think can i get a quarterback who can also scramble when the pocket right. collapses right because so the pocket run. is going to collapse. Hey, don't forget you're da- going to have to scramble. Daniel Jones can run too, David. Don't forget that. That's right. That's right. He had he had how many rushing yards? A ton. I, I remember that. I, that. I don't want to say the number because like yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering like 700, and it's it wasn't like 700. That. Something like that. But it was it was a it was a nice 700. Is ridiculous. Uh, but I I don't think you could top the Eagles. The Eagles had. I mean, think about it. They may be the best offensive line in the league, even though they don't have great running backs. It doesn't matter. Um, they had the best defensive line in the league by 15 sacks. They had 15 more sacks. They got better too. Any did they? They drafted Jalen Carter from uh from Georgia, their first pick. <laughs> they they have the entire like like Georgia Bulldogs uh draft um, uh, defense on their team now. It's nuts. You call them the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what you should call them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, other the, the Jets got better too. They did. Don't I forget. Oh, Will McDonald, Ed Rusher. Listen, listen, David. Weird first pick, okay? Yeah. Weird first pick. You didn't like it? All right. There were three tackles or three offensive linemen yeah. in the draft pool. And, all right, the Jets, there was one left by the time the Patriots got up for, to draft. Uh, I think it was they were one or two spots before the New York Jets. And the Patriots knew, Bill Belichick knows, that the New York Jets won an offensive lineman. And they traded their pick, like, four spots down to, I think it was the Steelers, for, for like, nothing. They went, like, four spots down for, like, I don't know, fifth or sixth rounder. And the Steelers, knowing the Steelers are going to pick the last tackle in the draft. It's always Belichick, It's always Belichick. The man is brilliant. The man is brilliant. You might hate him, but you respect him. All right, where are we? NFC East. I'm going to give it to the Eagles. NFC North, I'm not yet on board with the Lions. They're good. I have them as a wild card. The Vikings are proven. I like the Vikings. They're not great. They're solid. All right. NFC South, the the New Orleans Saints might be. Would they they only be like the second – like the second team in history to make the playoffs with a losing record. It's it's a little more than two, I think, but it's it's rare. Yeah, I remember the Giants were in the NFC East a couple of years ago when uh, 
I hate talking about this, but they they were you know the Giants were a half hour away from being a six and ten playoff team. So yeah, yeah. the the uh, the the Commanders ended up winning that division with a seven and nine record on Sunday Night Football. Oh, the Giants uh, needed the Eagles to beat the Commanders, and they made the playoffs as a six and ten team. But um, Nate, uh, Doug Peterson, the former coach of the Eagles, who's now the coach of the Jaguars, benched his um his starting quarterback Jalen Hurts, who you uh-huh. might have heard of now, Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. Um, for Nate Sudfeld who he wanted to see if he had somebody for the future. <laughs> Nate Sudfeld was cut a few days later. Uh, it was the clear and obvious tank job by Doug Peterson to get a better draft pick. Anyways, we digress. I'm still bothered by that season. The, go ahead, Dom. If the Jets tanked, if the Jets tanked, <laughs> would have had Trevor Lawrence. Well, remember okay? that uh, the Raiders game, remember that? Yeah. Mac Holl- was I think it was Mac Hollins with the ca- with the touchdown catch. I could be completely wrong, but I remember He's watching now with that the game. Falcons. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Good move by the Falcons, by the way. The Falcons yes, of course. are lining up assets. Yep. Good running game, on the quarterback unproven. You got you, got, you bring in Mac Hollins as a weapon. You have um, had another receiver. He's pretty solid. Um, NFC West uh, 49ers. I, I like the Seahawks, all right? Um, I, I, not just because I had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in fantasy Ooh. last season, um, but I do, like, I do like the Seahawks. But the 49ers just have more. You have, you have Brock Purdy at quarterback, who I think is leaning heavily on Kyle Shanahan's playbook, but he's – Solid, decent. You have McCaffrey, top three running back. Um, and you got weapons uh, at the edges. You got wide receivers. You got Ayuk. You got Samuel. Uh, I'm going to give it to 49ers for wild card picks. I'm leaning heavy. Again, I'm leaning heavy on, on the NFC East. I think the Giants and the Cowboys are both good enough for that wild card pick. Uh, and I'm going to give the last pick to the Lions. There you go. So you don't have the Seahawks making the playoffs? No. Wow. That's 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 an interesting take. I can see him taking a step back, totally. But um, we'll get to you one second, Alyssa. I'm sorry. Don't worry. I want, don't worry. D- Dav- David, your point on the on the Vikings. Yeah. This is a team that had all these one score wins last year, <laughs> and it's it's a very good trait to have. If you can close out games like that. But here's the thing, that doesn't stick around forever. That trait, and their secondary being as putrid as it is. They limped into the playoffs. They got smoked by the Giants in that playoff game, and the Daniel Jones exposed the secondary for what it was. The Vikings, I don't think they were that good of a team last year. They were maybe the worst 13-win team I've ever seen. Okay, so I can see them taking a step back. They'll be around 500, maybe get a 10th win around there. I don't think that's good enough to top Seattle for the final wild card spot. I think. Detroit is obviously a team on the rise. I'm in love with Jared Goff and what he can do with that offense, and I'd run through a wall for their coach, Dan Campbell. So I am all on board this Lions train. I'm just not a fan of the Vikings. I just I, Kirk Cousins, is is he could be good if he wants to be. When If he wakes up and wants to play good at quarterback, he can, the, Dolphin, uh, excuse me, the, the Vikings could be a solid squad. But I am just not buying into the, uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings this year. I'm just not doing it. Go ahead, no, same yeah. thing. Like before, I pick my picks. Vikings, just I don't know. I've just never, never a thing. Never really. Uh, that was interesting. You said that, that they were gonna win the division. I would never, never, never thought someone would say it. Um, my picks: NFC North are the Lions. Uh, NFC East is obviously Philly. Uh, NFC South. Uh, I was torn between the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Saints though. Okay. And then for NFC West, I've got the 49ers. I feel like that was not a little no-brainer. Just for me, I felt like it was it was right. And then my wild cards, I got the Cowboys, the Giants, and I, I have to go with my Patriots. I have to. I got to have a little bit of hope for them. Fair enough. So those are our football picks and 
for the uh, excuse me for the um, the division and wild card winners. We have a few more minutes left, so we'll transition quickly over to baseball. Um, really, just the Yankees, real quick, because we can go on for hours about baseball and and the the pennant chase. But let's think locally, real quick, with the New York Yankees. Okay, they're six and a half games out of a playoff spot. They've won five in a row since their nine-game losing streak. They're two games over 500 right now, and the emergence of Jason Dominguez has taken the baseball world and, and the New York baseball world by storm. And I'm not going to get caught up in this. I know I told you guys the Yankees would make the playoffs. It's 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 possible. It's going to take a lot, but I'm looking at their schedule. The Yankees have seven games left with the Toronto Blue Jays, who thankfully hold that last wild card spot. So if that stands and the Yankees can take five of seven or maybe even six of seven from the Toronto Blue Jays, the Yankees are right in the thick of the playoff race. And it's going to come down to those games. They have to keep playing the way they are. Aaron Boone's done a good job of really relying on the younger prospects down the stretch here. And it's something they've had to do. They should have did it in July at the trade deadline. But they waited until September, and you're seeing now, maybe if the Yankees traded away everybody on that August 1st deadline and did this last month, maybe they'd be a little closer to a playoff spot than they are right now. But this is the cards they've been dealt, and they're winning baseball games right now. So if they can go on a little run here, keep up the, the nice winning ways, do what you got to do against the bad teams. They have... They have um, Pittsburgh coming up, they have Kansas City to end the year, and then play well against the teams in front of you like Boston and Toronto, the Yankees may shock some people and go on a little run here. I'm not expecting it, but it's certainly possible. I think I think it's possible, too. I think not like, not a big game. Obviously, you got your rivalry coming up, uh, you know, when you're going against Boston. I think um, if they do what they have to do, even if they go and tie the series, I, I've watched that game a whole bunch of times. Uh, Boston usually takes it from you guys most of the time. But I feel like if they just show up and play the game that they're playing and instead of losing by three, four runs, even five runs, losing by one run, that, that's okay. But like you said before, if they do what they have to get done when they play the lesser teams, like you said, like the Pirates, they got Kansas City coming up like at the, to end their season, if they finish that, I think I have no doubt that the Yankees will. I'm not a Yankees fan. So for me to say this, I think, I think they have a shot, and I think they just have to get done what, what they've just been doing. All right, the Yankees. Go for it, <laughs> We have a lot to say here. I'm a lifelong Yankees fan. I grew up reading auction book biographies of Babe Ruth memorabilia. I have fond memories. I'd like to tell you what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm not afraid that the Yankees are going to lose. I'm afraid that the Yankees are going to win. I don't want the Yankees to win this season. David. What has I'm a lifelong Yankees fan. What has happened with the Yankees the last few years has been despicable. Yes, it, it's been horrible. The New York Yankees are the greatest brand in sports history. National, international, it doesn't matter. The New York Yankees have a history of winning that is greater than anything in American history. In, 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 maybe, maybe even, yeah, yeah, in American history. Forget about sports history. The Yankees once were synonymous with winning. Back-to-back -back World Series. The greatest stars in the league. And, 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 and money, of course. More money than anyone else. Here in New York, we're in the greatest city on earth. And, and what, do you, what, do you, what do you have now? We're happy. The Yankees are, 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 are two games over 500. <laughs> Is that where we're at? Is that where we're at? I have a group of friends. We're all Yankees fans. 
and we, we, we're setting a date. We're going to get together and wait for it. It's going to be on the news. We're going to be sitting in the right field bleachers, and all of us are going to have brown paper bags over our heads <laughs> because we're ashamed. And I'd like to bring – let's pull this back. Robert Sala, in that <laughs> press conference this morning, he was talking about it's not about assets. It's about culture. All right. Harrison Bader was let go on waivers. I wasn't surprised. He hasn't played great. I think he was batting like 240 on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But the way he found out that he was on waivers was the clubhouse television. You didn't have the decency to sit the guy down and, and say, listen, listen, Harrison, all right? You didn't play great, all right? We both know that, and, and we're cutting you. And... uh we're, we're happy to write you a good letter of rec, but I'm sorry you're no longer a New York Yankee. You can grow a beard now. Um, <laughs> you let him find out from the clubhouse TV? It's terrible. What is that? Yeah. What is that? And then I see, like, Aaron Boone says, like, oh, yeah, well, let, look, I spoke to Mr. Steinbrenner, and we both agree that we're going to sit down and we're going to do a full deep dive on what's gone wrong in the New York Yankees. It's like, <laughs> yeah, really? This is the first time in, I think he said it was like seven or eight years, you're going to pick apart all the pieces and, and, and find out what the problem is? You're not doing that every year, every offseason. You don't have a quality control team with the, the now the second most money in baseball who's been doing that full time. So what I'm afraid is, is the Yankees are going to be like that one person in your workforce who is just good enough at their job to avoid getting fired. And they're going to string along at two games over 500 for the next 10 years, and nothing is going to change. No. I want the Yankees to do miserable. I want them to do dreadful. I want them losing games by 15 points. I don't want anyone except Aaron Judge and maybe Volpe making contact with the ball. You want, you want them to learn their lesson, basically. Yeah. You want yeah. them to learn your lesson. I want, Un- understandable. I want someone in the New York Yankees office to, you know, you know, I went to a Yankees game the other day, and, and no one was out there singing the national anthem. They, they were playing a recording. It's like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Care about your fans. Care about the culture. Bring back the culture. I want someone in the New York Yankees office to bring back the culture of winning that is rightfully ours. There you go. Yeah, Dovin. Thank you. That was good. Thank you, thank you. Man, got me fired up, David. It's been pent up inside me. It's been a long summer of Yankees baseball. It's been a long summer. A deep dive is exactly what they need. And you're right, they probably should have done it a billion times. But this is what we're being dealt with, David. I can't sit there and root against them, though. Like, You know what I mean? It's such a toxic relationship, me and the Yankees. I can't root against them. They hurt me more than anything else in the world. But I can't root against them. So I have to watch them. I have to watch them night in and night out. I have to hope they make the playoffs. But I fully understand where you're coming from. You took the words out of my mouth, David. The national anthem thing, too. Like, can we get somebody to sing the anthem? Yeah. What are we doing? Like, yeah. What, what is that? Like, what, that that's so simple. That's something was so simple. Was it at least, did they play the Army Band's rendition? I'm not sure which band okay, it that's was. That's a cool rendition, though. <laughs> you got to admit, right? If, the, if there's, mm-hmm. there's not going to be an anthem singer... The United States Army Band should play it. Like, it's a cool, it's a cool rendition. It, it might have been an old recording. Of that's the, that's the that's great, messed up. The great New York City, New, New York Yankee Stadium organ. 
Um, oh. The organ's good too. The See? organ. <laughs> Man, an organ and a singer needs to happen but in any game. You're not going to understand this unless you're you're younger than like, yeah. unless you're older Very than true. like 40. Very true. You don't know what that organ means. <laughs> the ballpark organ, something like it. Guys, great job today. Great stuff. Uh, go out there and enjoy your week. Enjoy Monday Night Football tonight. The Jets and the Bills on ESPN. For the sake of David, hopefully the Jets start 1-0 and and hopefully go undefeated this year. So we can have a happy David in the studio. But for David Holtzman, Alyssa Martinez, Tovar, I've been Joe Morales. Thank you for listening to X's and Opinions. We'll be back next Monday 